everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where this is the first That's Life of 2018, and frankly, feels like I never left. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison, right before Nachum's live lunch. And who do I see behind the board? The pride of Houston himself, Yoni Pollock, frozen to a popsicle stick. Hello, Yoni. Raise the roof. Good morning. How are you? Happy New Year. And to thee, um, you're handling the cold like a champ. I want to give you credit for that. It's kind of great. I'm, I'm, I'm sadly getting used to it, I feel like. Welcome like to New York, my like friend. It. You're almost a New Yorker. Almost. Right. But there are plenty of people who are born and bred here who are not handling the cold well. And for good reason, it is freakishly cold. Ice. <laughs> it is freakishly cold. Is it cold in Houston, by the way? Because I saw an article yesterday that every single state in the 48 contiguous is presently really cold. So uh, it's Below average, I should say. Yeah, yeah. But but like North Texas could be like 7 degrees and in Houston it could be like 60 degrees. That's not crazy. But it happened to be yesterday morning it was 23 degrees <gasps> in Houston and 34 in Alaska. It was just like, all right. Really? Yeah, that global warming thing or something like that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I hear that. Oopsie daisies, identity crisis. Yeah. Um, but that's crazy. I didn't realize that. Yeah, kind of cool. Um, and so how are your parents dealing with the cold? Cold. They're cold. They're my cold. mom's from Montreal. My dad's from up here. So it's not like. Oh, right. I forgot. Your but mom's my, Canadian. But my mom claims her, you know, her blood's thinned out and she gets cold from like 60 and lower. No. Well, that sounds like my in-laws who are in, spend a lot of time in Florida. And they get cold or. Yeah, they're from Brooklyn. No. Yeah, they get cold. And the house is like when they come up to New York, you could bake bread in any room of that house. It is so hot. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I completely get it. But, yeah, it is legit cold. And um, what do they call the storm? They chose, like, the two worst possible words. What's it called? Like a bomb, bomb? cyclone. Or, like, right. Like, bomb bomb hurricane. Better, bomb hurricane. A hurricane. I don't, I don't, right. I don't know what it is, <laughs> um, but it is, it's winter in New York. Yeah. That's, That's just the bottom line. Everybody's just going to take a deep breath, make yourself some, some hot chocolate. Um, it's is cold. it is it a nor'easter? Like are they no, they're not, not. No, they didn't call it a nor'easter. Yeah, I don't know why. I, they didn't call it a nor'easter, but I did hear yesterday on the news that all the people who thought hurricane season was over, they've basically woken those meteorologists back up, those hurricane <laughs> chasers, and be like, "Guys, you got one more coming." And here it is. If I went to meteorology school like I planned on it, I could have uh, told you that. Right. Answer. You actually shared that on um, Bite Size this yeah. week. Yesterday. Yeah, which was interesting. A little tidbit about Yoni Pollock. I did not know. Fun facts with Yopo. Right. Exactly. His fascination with the weather. Certainly something I did not know. Yeah. Especially coming from Houston, I do find that shocking. You don't really have seasons. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. Here, you are living the seasons. You are breathing the season. You're not breathing yeah. much going on right now. but. That's um, is it still fun for you to shovel? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Catch me while you can. <laughs> catch, catch me while it's still fun. <laughs> I love shoveling. Shoveling is great exercise. It's a good workout. It really is. It is it a very good everything. workout. And, and you feel also, the next day. Oh, for sure. But it's also pin drop quiet outside. Yeah, that's It's true. a very serene kind of As long as you shovel fun. like... Like uh, quickly right after the snow because once it's like you wait a day and it turns like oh ice forget up, it no so. no 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 in the moment in the yeah, moment I don't care it. if it's still coming down you still got to start yeah. last uh, were you were you, did you walk in the snow on Chavez because it snowed in New York on Chavez I did it was the worst possible combination actually because like it, I was I went to shul and it didn't snow then so like I couldn't wear my snow boots because if it doesn't oh, snow then you look then weird like what the heck are you doing boats, yeah. and then of course I get out of shul and there's like a few there's a lot inches of snow on, it's right. like two inches I'm just like Ugh. And it was good snow. It's what we like to call packing snow. Yeah, but it's not good for the shoes. No, I agree. And it's not good for the walking. But yeah, but but it was nice. And actually, this has uh, 
for people who really don't experience snow, you don't really get this, but it can't be too cold to snow. Like there's a there's a window when it's right. too cold it won't snow. Right. So it was like it was like low thirties, high twenties last Shabbos, whatever yeah, it was. It was. Chill, it was chill. Yeah, but it wasn't terrible, and right. there was no wind. Right. That was right. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. Yeah, this Shabbos is going to be a totally different story. It's going to be anywhere between eight and twelve degrees without the wind chill. It's an indoors type of Shabbos. Yes, it is a you know. Which means, of course, you're having a million guests. It's what we would call a pajama Shabbos. Oh, pajama Shabbos. Pajama like Shabbos. I'll bring it up to the roommates. Yeah, see how that flies. Um, I'm going to quickly do the fortune cookie. Ooh. I have been neglectful of my fortune cookies, but I'm hoping that this one, being the first one of 2018, is Mazel Dick. Yeah, because we didn't win the Powerball. We, no. But we still got the Mega Million on Friday. Did, I don't even know if I played that. Yeah, you can play them all. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, I walk up to, to the, the counter store. and I'm like, yeah, okay. Can you I said, give me a winning ticket. I said, give you give a winning ticket, and he rolled his eyes because clearly he's heard that a thousand times. Here we go. Make two grins grow where there was only a grouch before. Why two grins? I What's don't know. The, two grins? What about one grin? I feel like one grin's pretty good. At I don't that know. Case. I don't know. Maybe I should shut off my phone. That would be helpful. Um, okay, that was weird. Yeah, I'm not into this. This is a bad... It's a bad start to 2018. Yeah, maybe you want to play these numbers for me anyway. Um, let's do the national holidays. It is... Yoni, I'm going to mention something. I don't even think you'll have a clue what it is. Try me. But that just makes me super old. Uh, it is Dimpled Chad Day. Mm. Oh, yeah, my. Oh, my. Chad the country? Oh, my. Oh, my. Okay, it's Dimpled Chad Day for all those of you who get the reference. Wow, he's an actor. He was—he's a character in something. Stop talking. Okay, um, I am a mentor day. It is also pop music chart day. It oh. is trivia day. Not with, Ooh, I kidding. know. It's you just planned amazing. that. Didn't I didn't. I swear I didn't. That. It's World Braille Day. It's also World Hypnotism Day. But yeah, clearly it's exciting that today is National Trivia Day because. Coming up on today's live lunch, Nahum will be joined on the air by HQ um, host. Yep. I was going to say star, but I guess he's both a star and the host. Legend. Exactly. The legend himself, Scott Rogowski. You think he knows it's trivia day? I don't know, but I'm sure Nachum will bring it up yeah. during the interview. It's so Nachum to bring it up and yeah. say, hey, Scott, did you know it's National Trivia Day? <laughs> yeah. So for those people who stop work at 3 o'clock every single day, it wouldn't know anybody like that. Raise what, your hands. What, what, yep. What? <laughs> That's us. Uh, for those people who are obsessed with HQ, for those people who play with their families, it's a good bonding moment. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. And for those people who, you know, play with everybody in college while one person tries to Google everything within three seconds. Also fun. Yep. Scott Rogowski will be joining Nahum. I think it's scheduled from ele- for 1130 yep. today on the live lunch. So you don't want to miss that. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And a returning voice to this show, Coach Jazz joins us from Team Yachad. It may be a little bit bizarre to be discussing running and training and jogging while there's a snow hurricane or whatever you want to call it going on, but yet we still have to consider the fact that, oh my gosh, just in a couple of weeks, Team Yachad is taking to the route in Miami, and there is still so much to do. Plus, there are always other marathons to be a part of, and I'm pretty sure Team Yachad is even running Jerusalem. So we got a lot of coaching to do. And good morning, Coach Jazz. Good morning, Miriam. All right. Crazy lady, tell me you have not been running in the snow. I have not been running in the snow as of yet. Oh, my gosh. It won't happen, but it just hasn't happened yet. Oh, my gosh. But I have run in the snow. 
Is it, I have not run in the snow. Frankly, it doesn't interest me at all. And you know that I'm a runner, but it does not interest me at all. If somebody was to run in the snow, because there are plenty of people who do it, and I look at those people in Manhattan who are running in the snow or near me, and I'll be like, my God, why? But what? let's start with this. Is it a good idea to run in the snow, or is it like if you have nothing else, run in the snow? Well, you know, it's it's a matter of being prepared. Like, there's something called yak tracks. Okay, sure. And what you, you do is you put that at the bottom of your sneaker, and so it gives you a good grip so you don't slip. So you don't have to so, buy those special sneakers that they're used for, like, trail running. You can just buy these and add them onto your normal. Yak tracks, yep, and that's exactly what I use. I take yak tracks, and I attach it to the bottom of my sneaker, and I'm able to run into shoes I'm comfortable with, but also know that I'm not going to slip and slide. So it's it's been really good. Like, I've been running in Prospect Park and Central Park with it, for sure. Got it. Got it. And so, okay, so we have to consider that if we are running outside, there are going to be changes that need to be made, both physically, like your body's going to yeah. handle it differently, and to the gears. So the first gear change is you're going to get yak tracks, and you're going to put them on the bottom of your sneakers. What other gear additions does some people somebody need to make? Well, you need to make sure that you have, like, just appropriate um, amount of layers of clothing on because you don't want to be too hot because the body warms up. So you basically dress as if it's 20 degrees warmer than what it is Mm. um, because your body temperature goes up. So you don't want to overdress, you know? So you want to make sure that you have like a nice running jacket with a little um, repellent on it so that if, if it happens to snow or rain or whatever, um, that it's not soaking through, Got you it. know. So wearing your hoodie as your outer layer may not be, you know, the best idea. Let's say if it's if it, it's snowing, mm-hmm. if it's already snowed and it's fine, the snow's on the ground. You definitely want to make sure that you have a base layer that's dry fit, because Got it. because your temperature will go up. You'll start sweating, and what's worse than sweating? And it's cold out, right? So what the wicking fabric does is it keeps the sweat off of your skin so you don't feel it so it absorbs it okay and so now if you wear cotton cotton if you're wearing right. like a cotton t-shirt you're going to feel that cold you know right no you that's definitely a, want a, a base layer that's a good point and do i have to increase this might sound ridiculous but do i have to increase the number of pairs of socks i'm wearing well i'll i'll, I'll tell you if you just get one pair of really good socks they've got great socks out there a number of different brands that are great for the cold. For you, like, I, and I have, like, hypothyroid, so my extremities are always cold, my hands and my feet. Okay. But um, I'm going to tell you a trick that I do. Mm. I put, you know, those uh, toe warmers oh. that you use, like, when you go skiing. Sure. Um, I throw, you know, that into my sneakers when it's really warm out because it doesn't mess with the way that my sneaker fits. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's not too bulky, and it easily slides in, and it's great, for especially when you're training for a marathon or half marathon for distance. I put them in my gloves when I'm running so my fingers remain warm and also for my toes. That's a great move. That is a great, great move. What about an <laughs> increase increase in calories, increase in liquid, or because you're outside, it's not really necessary? Um, no, it's like you would train as you normally do 
But um, a big mistake that a lot of people make in the winter is that they forget to hydrate. Because, you know, in the summer, you're sweating and it's hot. So you read like, oh, I've got to hydrate, you know. Um, But in the winter, it's easy to forget. Uh. And you still need to take in those, you know, eight, six to eight ounces of fluids, you know, every 20 minutes or so, you know. You still need, because you still will dehydrate. Mm. You know, a lot of times people also don't realize it's still humid in the winter. So there are times when you can be running or you're running hills and stuff and you feel like the air's a little thick, you know. So it's really important that you still make sure that you hydrate, especially in the winter. Because it's easy to forget. No, that's a really good point. Yeah, because obviously, instinctively, we're not sweating at 5 o'clock in the morning because it's 100 degrees outside. We're actually freezing at 5 o'clock in the morning. So, so, so you... <laughs> but this is it. If you're wearing your dry fit, what happens is your, that, that base layer, it's keeping the moisture away. You don't realize how much you sweat until mm. you're done with your run. That's you true. get home and you, you start to disrobe and you can like wring your, yeah. your, base, <laughs> la- la- your base layer dry. Right. You know what I mean? I sure do. Yeah. You the- know? Yeah, you're... that's what ends up happening. No, I hear you, know? I hear you completely. Is there, is there, um, Something to somebody mentioned to me that when they run outside in the winter because it's so easy to be discouraged, you know, because it's the winter, that they and in order to stay outside, they run in a group, even though they don't normally run in a pack or have a running partner or yeah. something. So, this is like their life hack, so to speak, to encourage them to stay outside because you don't want to be that person who looks at the team and goes, you know, guys, I'm, I'm not in. Like, it's almost, it's almost like good peer pressure. Yeah, no, I 100% believe in that, especially it is, let's be realistic, um, unless you are a complete, you know, like lover of cold weather and cold, cold weather running, it is very hard to get motivated to run in the winter. And it's a lot easier sometimes to just say, oh, well, I'm just going to go on the treadmill. I call it the treadmill. <laughs> um, so boring. Um, so I 100% recommend joining um, like a running group. Like a lot of the running stores have a group that leaves from their store, you know. Right. Whether Good you're point. in your, like, no matter where, where you are, there are definitely running groups and things like that because it's a matter of accountability. So you know that there are people there who are waiting for you. Even if you make your own little group or you go to an organized group, you know, you get into the whole social part of it. And there are people that are going to be like, oh, so what happened to you? You know, oh, you're going tonight for the run. And it really helps you get through those cold runs when you're running with a group. It makes all the difference. No, you may. I, I, I'm happy to hear that you, who wants to run outside, still think it's a good, still think it's a good idea, and that this, you know, that this makes sense. That this, and also, absolutely. And what about what about the time of day that you run during the winter? Is that a factor? Not really. I mean, listen, each person is very different. You know, because of it, we have a little less sunlight um, in most areas. Some people like to, like, have someone they run with in the morning. I don't ever recommend, you know, especially if you're a woman necessarily running by yourself at, like, 4 or 4.30 in the morning. You know, early morning runs or late evenings because it gets dark so early. 
it depends on where you live and right. it doesn't i i'm not one for running by myself late or super early i've always had a group that i i usually get a little group together and and we go on and we do it together you're like the team captain dark. you're like the team captain coach jazz yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to that's life here at the nachum siegel network and team yachad's own coach jazz joins us here today we're talking about running in the sun, but training in the snow. Yep, that's exactly yeah. what we're talking about. So all the Yachad runners who are a team Yachad runners who are going to be running at the end of the month, and of course you can you can sponsor a runner by going to uh, miami.teamyachad.com and you can click on somebody you know or just pick somebody random and, and, and give some charity. Let's start 2018 on a bang. Everyone talks about giving at the end of 2017. Well, let's keep the giving going at the beginning of 2018. So we're, we're, we're focused on Team Yachad. And what have you been telling the participants? Have you been telling them that they can, tr- that they can still train on a treadmill or that they should go outside? Um, I, I'm, I deal with, like, I'm very realistic. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've sent an email out and I've let, you know, letting people know how to run in cold weather, how to layer up, you know, just because it, it's cold, that doesn't mean that we don't train, we still train. But if you're not able to have somebody run with you and your only option is the treadmill, then by all means, it's a great option to have, you know. And so if that's what you have to get you through, and you're okay being on the treadmill, go for it. You know? I hear um, it's like I hear why you call I hear why you call it the treadmill. I call it the hamster I call it the hamster wheel because I'm <laughs> right, because that's what I feel like. I, I feel like a rat in a cage every time I get on that thing. You know, and listen, there have been times and I, I remember my first year that I was training um, for my first marathon in two thousand six. And I remember doing 18 miles on the treadmill in my house. Oh, my gosh. I watched, like, three movies or something. Yep. Yep. Um, You know what I mean? (laughs) And it's, listen, when you're in the zone and you know what has to be done, you just do it. Right. You know what I mean? For those that are really serious, and it's like, I want to have a good race. I'm going to go on the treadmill, and I'm just going to get this in. I'm going to put music on. I'm going to watch a movie, and I'm going to get it in. Your body is reading that you got the run in. You know, you've been on your feet. It's it's clocking in those miles and, and your endurance. So it is definitely a great idea. If you have no other option, you can't get out or don't want to or don't have a group to run with, do it on the treadmill. It works. Now, we have discussed this before, Coach Jazz, and you are like, you're, you're, you're serious about this, even though I fight you on it, but do I need to really run at an, a slight incline in order to best train from treadmill, uh, on a treadmill for outside running? Yeah, yeah. you need to get it at, <laughs> at one. It needs to be at at least one. One is equivalent to the sidewalk, you Ugh. know, like, like, like flat. Coach. You know, you don't want it to be at zero. Put that baby up starting at one. Coach. <laughs> Coach, it's not enough. I know. It's not what you want to hear. No, it's I, not. I, it's I, not I enough that I go outside and that I go to the gym in the first place when I could be sleeping. It's not enough that I'm on the rat race. <laughs> I mean, really? It's just that, you know yeah. what? That incline really makes a difference. It does. <sighs> it does. 100% it does. Because, like, there's so many other things going on, like, just run with it at the incline. That's just how it is. 
That's your new normal, okay? okay? It's at one, that's it. It's never at zero. Okay. Oh, yep. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. I'm so I know and I was hoping I know and I was hoping that from last year you would have said, No, Miriam, new research shows that it's really not <laughs> necessary. But no, it doesn't seem that's the case. All right. So let's say hypothetically we have a lot of listeners here who are gonna be in Miami at the end of the month and they have been training in the winter, in the cold here in New York. They can't imagine they're ever gonna see sun. Because right now, no one can imagine that they're ever going to see sun. What are you going to tell people once they get down there in order to acclimate their bodies? Or are there things they should be doing now to better acclimate their bodies for the heat? Well, what one of the things that you can do, like you can help your body prepare for the heat, but not the humidity. So, you know, for maybe some of the long runs, you do wear an extra layer, mm. you know, just so you kind of feel that discomfort because immediately your time will be slower running in the heat because you haven't trained in the heat, you know? Right. That's the first thing for most people to realize. If you've been training all through the winter and you're running super fast and you're doing like an eight-minute mile, you can't expect to do an eight-minute mile with heat and humidity. So we can try to simulate the heat by having you on a long run wear an extra layer or something But the thing that we can't do is simulate humidity. So the best way that we deal with that is letting people know ahead of time, like when you go down there, it will be humid. You will need um, a sports beverage or coconut water. You need electrolytes. You need extra, um, you know, electrolytes so that you don't dehydrate. Because that's the biggest issue when you go from cold to hot is the dehydration factor in Miami. So we really, I, you know, I start sending emails and when we're down there, we really talk to people about making sure that you've got, you know, your Gatorade. I was so happy when Gatorade became kosher, you know, <laughs> so we could say like Gatorade, you know, coconut right. water, um, put any of those noon pills and stuff in your water. Right. It's so important. Add a little extra salt to your meal and especially women. You know, especially in January, everybody wants to lose weight. But right before the race, that's the one time it's okay because you're taking in a bit more of sodium Mm. because when you sweat, you lose sodium and potassium. And so you don't want to dehydrate. So you want to have hold a little extra water. You know what I mean? So you put a little extra salt on your food a couple of days before, a little Gatorade, a little coconut water. And all those things in preparation for that. Cool. And what about um, any last-minute tips before we leave here? I know that last time we spoke about sweet potatoes being a good, like, (laughs) yes, uh, yes, we did. We talked about sweet potatoes being, like, a good refueling thing. Are there any things that changes in my diet or people's diets that they should be doing now? I understand once we get down there. But anything we should be doing now? Is it too early to carb load? It's too early to carb. Well, this is the deal. If you're at this point up to, like, people that have been really training and they're doing, like, 10, 11, 12, 13 miles right now, Mm -hmm. then, of course, like, you want that little extra energy. But remember, we always talk about what carb loading means. It doesn't mean that you're taking in necessarily more calories. We're just switching the, the percent composition of your plate. So it just means that, if before you were doing 30% carbs, maybe now you're doing 60, you know? 
um, it doesn't mean that you're you're filling it up and having two plates of pasta. Right. It just means that in that composition, we're changing the percentage of, of each part. Um, but I, I would say, like what I always say, you know, I, I'm a coach and a fitness, you know, I'm a trainer and everything, and I just try to tell people overall, just for overall health, because the healthier you are and the cleaner you eat is the better your performance will be. Mm. You know, great eating means great performance. So just try to not eat as much junk food for the next, you know, few weeks, especially the week coming up before. Try to stick with clean eating, you know, fish, lean meats, vegetables, um, you know, your carbs, but... Healthy carbs, a little quinoa if you can. Quinoa, you know. Yep. But try, try to definitely, um, just try to eat clean and non-processed as much as possible because it really makes a difference. Coach Jazz from Team Yachad. Again, you can go to miami.teamyachad.com to sponsor a runner. I would imagine that at this point, folks, it's a little bit too late to register to be a runner, but that doesn't mean you can't support them and support the great cause. You can also email them teamyachad at ou.org or call 212-613-8301 for further information. Coach Jazz, are you going to be running that morning or are you going to be on the sidelines cheering everyone on? I well, we actually end up getting in and getting on the course with everyone. So we run up to all the runners and make sure they're okay. And if anyone needs inspiration, we run with them for a while. So we put in a lot of miles on the course for that day, just making sure that all of our runners are good. Well, you know, we take great care of them. Well, that I know because I was a runner twice, and you certainly took great care of me. I hope you have a great race, and go Team Yachad. Again, Team Yachad, you can be supported. Go to Team Yachad at OU.org for more information. You can email them or Miami.TeamYachad.com. Coach Jazz, stay warm, run inside. That's my tip to you. <laughs> Thanks, Miriam. Happy New Year. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Oh, my gosh. Running outside. I'm really not ready to even talk about that. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We have a full afternoon of programming for you right after That's Life. It's the live lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And don't forget the Semitic Sajak himself, HQ's Scott Rogowski, will join the live lunch at 11.30 a.m., If you don't know what HQ is, then clearly you've been working at 3 o'clock. But if you stop work every day at 3 o'clock or you're playing under your desk in class, you know exactly what we're talking about. HQ's Scott Rogowski joins Nachum at 11.30 during the live lunch. Don't miss it. Then the afternoon continues with a full afternoon of programming all day long. The Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zomick starts at 7 p.m. Full afternoon of programming. Don't miss a minute. Tomorrow morning, join Nachum as he hosts JM and AM from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Malcolm Holine joining him at 7.40 a.m. with the weekly update. And at the conclusion of JM and AM, join Naomi for Table for Two. And then stay tuned as you enjoy the encore presentation of Thursday night's Kerem Erev Shabbos show at 10 a.m. hosted by Mark Zomik. From 10 a.m. right up until candlelighting, we have the Erev Shabbos music mix, also brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Matzah Shabbos at 9 p.m. Matis hosts JM Sunday, as he has been seamlessly since its inception this Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm closing today, folks, with a little bit of a joke. On Beats 2.0, there's a great mashup of Mordechai Shapiro's Char Mitzvah and Frozen's Let It Go. So in 
light of what is going on outside and in light of the absolute, there you hear it, the whole freeze that's going on here in New York, it's a tribute to Elsa and Anna and the blizzard madness. Stay warm, folks. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.